Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is DC Movie News, bringing you the most up-to-date discussion and commentary within the DC Universe. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to DC Movie News. Why am I holding up my phone? Because uh, we're doing a little thing called Periscope right now. I hope I'm doing it right. What does that even mean? <laughs> Aren't we already what? doing a podcast? Yeah, we are. We it's, are. it's so weird. Let's... I'll explain in just a little bit. Roxy kind of got me. She got me into it. I have no idea what's happening. Oh, my, my computer's I'm, off. All I'm Periscope hooked. You're, yeah, you are Periscope I'm DC hooked and I'm this Periscope like hooked. levels upon levels. We're already doing a podcast, which is possibly being heard and possibly being seen. And then you're filming it for something else. Adam, and... Adam Grill of the World's going to end any day now. Mm. It's over. I'm so confused. All right, welcome DC Universe to the DC Movie News Show right here on the Popcorn Talk Network. Johnny LaQuasso here. We're at DC Movies SK on the Twitter, on the Facebook as well. Please give us a like and give us a retweet and all that good stuff. I'm at Jay Quasto on Twitter. Let's get right to it. The original squad is back tonight, only because Roxy's going to Coachella tomorrow. So she's like, can I do Wednesday night? I said, let's do Wednesday. I said, Gertler, can you do Wednesday night? He said, yeah. As soon as I get done shooting my TV show, yeah. I'm going to haul ass, and I'm going to get here. And you did. Came right over here. I'm over here now. That's I'm on right. this side of the table now. You can follow him on Twitter, at Adam Gertler. He's a host of the show on the FYI Network. He's Adam Gertler. Yes, yes. Woo! Been, been shooting uh, Man vs. Child, which is... Uh, pits prodigy chefs against uh, uh, executive chefs. Really? And we have like a team of prodigy, uh, of, of, of prodigy chefs. Prodigy chefs. I can't talk. I've been shooting all day. I'm <laughs> you look exhausted. exhausted. You that's look why, so that's tired. why I'm over here and trying to take it mellow. Um, it, it's really amazing. The, these, these kids are so talented. Like they make me angry. They're so good. But um, it's cool. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm glad we were able to switch the time. And I'm yeah. glad to get in here and do a show with you guys. Yeah, Roxy, she's chilling. Yeah. I am chilling. Uh, you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer, and I've got my Coachella tan going on. I actually, I actually smell your uh, my, spray tan. I know my spray yeah. tan. I honestly, it's a little disgusting, but I had to go right before the show, so I haven't showered it off yet. So you guys enjoy that waft coming towards. Oh, is that you. what that is? That's, That's spray, spray tan. tan. Yeah. It's, oh my it's, goodness! It's a, li- it's a little pungent. <laughs> What's going on? I miss a couple weeks, and you guys are spray tanning. She's so Hollywood. We're in a totally different room. You're periscoping. Yeah. I don't even recognize you anymore. That's why you got to be me. here every week. You we should, need you back. You should see her on Periscope. I know exactly what she does every hour of the day. It's out of control. <sighs> you know what else is out of control? We had a Suicide Squad table reading today, y'all. We got a picture literally just tweeted. I think in the past hour. Yeah. Thank uh, you, everyone, for getting that to us because like we're about to do the show and like. Like, we try to head into the studio and start on time, and then we have to get in trouble because everybody's like, oh, no, are you going to talk about this? Like, up to the minute. 
Yeah. yeah. And so let's take a look. Here we go. We got, uh, obviously, Will Smith. Thank God he's wearing the, the Phillies cap. I appreciate that. He looks adorable. He looks like Fresh Prince there. He looks happy. Yeah. He looks I got to say, I agree with you guys. The thing that stands out the most is, like, Will Smith. Like, yeah. he literally looks awesome. He looks so freaking young, too. <laughs> he looks he 20 years age. younger. And like, I don't get he it. looks like he's having a ball. Him and the Wayans is just don't age. Yeah. Oh, I mean, put me that close to Margot Robbie, and uh, yeah. I'm having a ball, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good point. So anyway, let's go through that down the list here. we got David Ayer. Yeah. There's Joel Kinnaman. Yep. Uh, that's Mr. Echo, uh, right? Abadou uh, Dolly. I, we tried it last week. I Mr. Echo is what we're going so with. so hard. I can't do it. Tough. Uh, there's Kevin Jai Croc. Courtney. We got Cara Delevingne. Uh-huh. Um, Jai Courtney looking like a, a 15-year-old hipster. Yeah, in, in the best way possible. He's a big hipster. Margot Robbie Robbie. I don't know who's in that hat. Who's the dude in the hat with the beard? And I who's the guy to the know. far right? Like, I know that guy to the far right. I recognize him. And I don't know the Asian lady. Uh, okay. I don't know. She's adorable. Just don't know who she is. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I can really smell that spray tan now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's waking you up a <laughs> yeah. little bit. Yeah. Just wait till Roxy gets to Coachella. Oh, my goodness. Sweat it all it is, off. Um, yeah. Mm, it's, it's got some ammonia in it just it to wake you up. It sears the nostrils. <laughs> hello. Well, hello there, guys. Hi. Yeah. So, anyways, we just wanted to show that picture to you. Uh, very exciting Suicide Squad table reading. Let's get into the actual. Let's get into more news. Uh Batman vs. Superman, there is a, uh, we don't want to say a spoiler, but possibly a little bit of information got leaked this week. Could be a new villain in Batman vs. Superman. I know this is something, Adam, you'd be very excited about. Possibility we might see the Red Hood in Batman vs. Superman because of the whole Jason Todd story. So, should I, you want to get into it or should I explain? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it seems to indicate this is another El Mayembe scoop and, and the indication seems to be that I guess the, the Batman v Superman bean of this is that we will see the very uh, familiar Robin suit in the glass case, which has been you know in the co- comics for a long time right. since Robin, the Jason Todd Robin, was killed yep. uh, in a death in the family. You know, people called in, they voted, Joker killed Robin. Robin comes, or Jason Todd comes back in Hush. He's the Red Hood. He's uh, taking vengeance on the Joker, and he's also pretty pissed at Batman for not avenging him. So the idea is that will he introduce the Red Hood into the DC Comics universe? Um, I mean, you know, and I guess that's the thing that's on the table. I don't know if the Red Hood would necessarily be in Batman v Superman, but it's just the idea of Jason Todd, I think. If the Red Hood was in Batman v Superman, do we think that there could also be room for another more loyal version of the Robin or more current version of the Robin? And then we have, like, multiple Robins going on at once. Somebody who feels like they're scorned and wronged and Mm -hmm. whatever, and also a... Well, it's funny you bring that up before we get to the possibility of a second Robin. It is saying that we have the possibility of, of Harley and Joker being estranged in Suicide Squad... Over the death of Jason Todd, right? Possibly in BVS. Okay, so that sounds awesome. So the idea of Red Hood being in Batman v Superman does not sound likely to me because if the audience is not living with Jason Todd as Robin, it loses the impact of the Red Hood. It's meaningless. So if you are going to bring in the Red Hood, and it sounds like the Red Hood could be a priority for Warner Brothers DC, you need to build the legend and build the history of who Jason Todd is, either in flashbacks. Throughout several films, that is slightly more appealing to me mm-hmm. uh, than just thrusting the red hood yeah, out wanna, of nowhere. Right. But maybe the idea that, yeah, Batman lost to Robin. Maybe he's got the Carrie Kelly that we've talked about uh, in Batman v Superman. And I do like this idea of them being estranged because, Joker, you went a little too far acing Robin. Yeah. So that could be cool. And again, this is the best potential thing about starting where Warner Brothers is starting. Are we behind Marvel? 
Uh, sure, but you're starting with one grand plan. So a lot of these through lines are threads. Mm-hmm. We're just planting seeds and making threads that are going to go through several films. Absolutely they are, but sometimes I get a little nervous because basically what, I know we're not supposed to compare the two, but what Marvel has done is they've had a bunch of, yes, there's been the Avengers also, but they've had a bunch of solo films, and now when we get to uh, Civil War, we understood the characters separately, so we'll understand them together. Sure. We have seen, of course, Man of Steel, so we've briefly seen Superman. We haven't even been introduced to Batman yet, mm-hmm. and now we're to meet him in a Batman v Superman situation, mm-hmm. so I, I'm just a little nervous that we haven't had this build up and that we're jumping the gun a little too quick. I'm not nervous in the way that I'm like mm-hmm. this is a bad idea. I'm nervous in the way that I'm I'm well, kind of excited. Well, but- it's, it's already a given that this Batman's going to be an older version of Batman with Affleck, you know, playing Batman, right? and so that will make the whole Jason Todd story make sense. Now the question is, will Jason Todd already be dead in Batman v Superman? Will we see like the... I, I think that's you know. the indication. I mean, that would certainly be the indication is like, let's, you know, keep Dick Grayson alive somewhere else. Jason Todd, the, the fact that he lost someone in battle, like he lost a partner, that could be, you know, that could have impact. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Coming it's, from the chat, uh, Heisenberg says that he would love to see Red Hood in the solo Batman movie, but that's all. Uh, Tommy D says, Red Hood, interesting, but BVS already looks complicated and crowded. Yeah. How do they add the Todd story as well? Well, yeah, I don't think Red Hood's going to be an, an issue. Like you said, in Batman, Batman vs. Superman, it's going to be a, maybe a little seed it's for down seed. the road. Now, in the solo film, years down the road, that would make perfect sense. We could see the evolution of Red Hood maybe throughout the a couple solo films. I think the that. focus of Batman v Superman, I know this is going to be really profound to say, is going to be Batman and Superman. Yes. I really do. And I think everything else is going to be an important seed and a droplet and a little piece of story. But I think we're going to get our Batman backstory. And if it's not like that, we're going to have a bit of a problem. Well, yeah. <laughs> we will no longer have a podcast. There will yeah. be riots. There, there's not going to be any wheels on the bus to go round and round if that doesn't happen. <laughs> but you mentioned Robin just a few minutes ago. Well, I did do that. The question is, I know where you were going with that. <laughs> I know. You're a pro. You know what happened. You're a pro. <laughs> you and your spray tan. Oh, uh, it's really strong. So here's the thing. We do know Jenna Malone is hired. She's got a gig. She's got a job coming up. She has a role in Batman vs. Superman. Nobody quite knows what it is, but the question is, could it be a female Robin? Right. Which I was thinking would be a little cool if we are seeing a Red Hood, seeing current Robin, past Robin, fighting like that. I don't know. I think that that could be cool. But it might distract a little bit. Did, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I hope so. I mean, there there hasn't been anything new to come off about that. I mean, this is like what we talked about this a while ago. So it's pretty much that same idea that no one knows what Jenna Malone is doing in this film. Um, if it is a Robin, that's a well-kept secret, you know? But we also haven't seen really any pictures of Batman other than the one set pic that Zack Snyder released. So well, they, yeah. there's been nothing. No one's seen anything. So they very well could have filmed some Robin scenes, and we wouldn't know. Well, don't forget, Jenna Malone did post a, uh, an Instagram picture with like uh, bright red hair with a caption that says, Jurassic Times call for drastic measures. Mm-hmm. Now, th- to me, that looks like a classic swerve that we like to talk about all the time. But if I she's, love the Johnny Swear. If she's hired for Batman vs. Superman, she's got to be something. She could be Barbara Gordon as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. I as think Barbara she's Gordon, one of the two. Or as Oracle or what. But and if we look at that cartoon picture of Robin, that's mm-hmm. jet That's jet red hair right there. That's yeah. kind of what she had in the picture. But I mean, so does Barbara Gordon. Has, has red hair a lot. Okay, yeah. can we talk for a second about Barbara Gordon based on what's going on in Gotham? Because I'm a little confused about this character in general, and maybe you can help me out, but... I thought that Barbara. I thought that Oracle was supposed to be the daughter of Jim Gordon, not she the is. 
Okay, but in Gotham, that's not what's going on. No, I don't. Um, I don't think he marries Barbara. I don't know that he marries Barbara. I'm a little confused okay. about that too. But I, I, I honestly am confused about that too. I, I forgot Gordon's wife's name. I don't think it is Barbara. Do you think that maybe the maybe the mom of Barbara is also Barbara, and we would? I, it, only Here's what I'm I asking. think happens: is married, that though. I think no, that he was he's going to have a fiance. I think he gets back with the fiance on Gotham. She gets killed in season two or three. Ooh. He ends up marrying someone else. When they eventually have a kid, they name her Barbara after his lost fiance. The only, Boom. I'm only Done. asking because the way that I get all of my I learn about these characters is through television. Sure. There are so many shows, and uh, I know that a lot of people get from comic books, but I, I love the TV shows. There's so, Earth 1s, Earth 2s, New 52s. It's right. hard to keep track in right. DC. There's a lot going on. <laughs> so, DC has more uh, you know, characters with different names. Like I was confused that... Like, Hawkgirl isn't going to be an, a, a Thanagarian, you know? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a alien Hawkgirl, but that's Hawkwoman, and then Hawkgirl is totally separate. Hawk so the Hawkgirl that we're going to get on the TV show is is totally separate. You know, like, it's confusing. There's a lot of great stuff. You're going to get confused. Just wait until we get later on in the show. Okay. Uh, so we'll, if, we'll get into it. If we do have Jenna Malone, though, and she is playing Barbara uh, Gordon, then which version would she be? I don't know. That's a and, good and how would that I bet of? it's not Batgirl. I would yeah. say, now, if rolls, anything, it would be Oracle. Oracle You're yeah. not going to get a Batgirl. That would be silly. Agreed. Some people in chat roll are mentioning Batgirl. I, I don't think it's a possibility. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Although, when I did watch the Adam West, uh, Burt Ward show back in the day, I used to get really excited at the opening credits when you would see the animated uh, Batgirl cycle mm-hmm. go across. Because I'm like, Batgirl's in it. I don't know why that excited me so much. But it did. I, I, I can see. I can think of Because it was different. I can think special. of a reason why Batgirl might have you excited. Maybe that as purple a, outfit. She is really As hot, a wee actually. girl. I could understand why. Yeah. Get you excited. You know what I'm saying? Mm. All right. Uh, <laughs> on that note, so what will Jenna Malone play? We don't know. And you know what? I'm okay not knowing. I don't want to know every secret about every film. I, I want to be surprised. I want to be bit. surprised. I absolutely. want to know it all. You you definitely do. <laughs> you definitely do. Uh, moving on to Justice League Dark. Uh, our friend Guillermo del Toro, del Toro says he may actually not be the director of Justice League, Justice League Dark. He is. Uh, he did turn in a recent script, uh, but, but he did say, he's like, you know, whatever... Uh, it needs to fall into the plan of the DC universe, so he may not be the director of it. He he threw in his latest script a few months ago. He's still waiting to hear back. So uh, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of odd. I think it has people sad that he wouldn't be the director. Well, I mean, is, is, did he say that, or did he just say he doesn't know if it's going to get made? He says that if it does get made, his quote was, he may not direct because Justice League Dark needs to fall into the plan of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like whatever, however the chips fall, he's going to be okay with it. I'm mm-hmm. a little bummed by this. Uh, I I don't know if it's true, so I'm trying not to get too upset about it. But I, this is a confusing twist. I, I don't know why he would come out and say that quite yet. Um, you know, my my feeling about this is that it's out there. They have a script, and it's not a greenlit film yet. Right. And a lot of what's going to determine whether it gets greenlit is how these other films in the DC universe do. Yep. Um, if Suicide Squad does great, uh, some of these other films do great, then maybe Justice League Dark becomes more of a priority. You think uh, if they do well, it becomes more of a priority. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if the more obscure titles do well, it becomes more of a priority. I also think that Guillermo is busy doing um, Pacific Rim 2 next. He is. And The Strain. But I also, also the strain. Well, The Strain is currently happening. That's a TV show. He's probably directing an episode two, writing a little bit. But that's kind of... He's that gets up out. and running. Right. Uh, and I like that show a lot, by the way. But I think that you wouldn't get a Justice League Dark till after the Justice League movies... And that's already what, like 2019 we're already into? It's going to be a while. So put it this way. 
I, I wouldn't say that if they greenlight it, it's not impossible that what if it's his f- next film after Pacific Rim 2? Yeah. yeah. It would totally fit in that in that schedule. So I think right now he's just like saying, I'm putting it over here. And if it gets greenlit before he gets attached to something else, that could happen. Then there's also the idea of like it has to fit into their plan. And then creatively, everybody has to jive. But, okay. you know, Guillermo's so great. He can... He can go with the plan. He can, you know, be attached to these like mainstream comics and titles, or he can do his own independent stuff. I love seeing what he's going to come up with. It doesn't all hit, but that um, what is this? Crimson Peak is that the mm-hmm. next one? The the, the the film that's coming yeah. out? Yeah, the, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks awesome. I mean, yeah. like the guy is great. And the script. I mean, they have to okay the script. Once we have that, then take your time deciding. Who's and you know work. what? You know what? Everybody knows what a big Swamp Thing fan I am. I'm okay with Swamp Thing being omitted from the script. Because I want Swamp Thing to get his own thing. Wow. Bat- so I'm okay with it. Batmaster86 says, Adam, how much do you want a dark uh, Justice League dark movie in general? Though? Oh, I really do want yeah. it. I mean, I, but again, I think it really is going to depend on the, the popularity of, uh, of the universe. Because right. it's another corner of the universe. It deals with a lot of magic and it deals with, you know, dark... Uh, insidious characters. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned, you know, Constantine, Zatanna, Dead Man, Madame Xanadu as the the yeah. The oh no, that sounds awesome. Yeah. But again, it's not going to be. You have to get that level of trust. Where like, where Guardians of the Galaxy hit, where it was just like that perfect storm. Man, you can't just throw a Justice League Dark out there. And again, that title could present some problems for general yeah. audiences too. It's like Justice League, Justice League Two, Justice League Dark. But you know what? They don't need to call it Justice League Dark either. A Justice oh, League Dark not. by any other name would smell as sweet as spray tan. Justice League shady. <laughs> yeah. And there's no sweetness in spray tan smell. No. We know this. None. It's a very small room. There's it's no a, ventilation in here. It's an odd... It just really permeates the skin. I actually thought about it all day, and I, I was going to say something to you guys. <laughs> no, I, I knew right away. My ex used to make me spray tan her. I'll admit that. And it was awful. She was insane. <laughs> I broke up with her. So, But I know the smell of spray tan all too well. This is one of those awkward silences we embrace. I know. I look. What do you want me to do? I had a, I had a couple. Did you have to like spread the cheeks? <clears throat> no, not that. It was like right. you know the, she was a dancer. So, uh, so like was the there arms another and the piece body. Of bad news we yeah, to so get Justice League Dark. It uh, might not be Guillermo del Toro, but we wish it for the best. And you know what it comes down to is Suicide Squad is really going to set the tone after Batman vs Superman as far as oh. like you know team movies. Your next you piece here is very exciting. This yes. is cool. Here we go. Moving on. The John Wick directors. So basically a movie that wasn't exactly high budget, but it kicked a lot of ass. Everyone's on board. It looks like they are being recruited. Their names are David Leith and Chad Stahelski. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The question is, which DC movie will they be recruited for? Because there's a lot that don't have directors. We got Flash, we got Aquaman, Shazam, Cyborg, Green Lantern, all need directors. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we already talked about maybe a Red Hood solo movie down the road. And we know Zach's, Zack Snyder is directing the Justice League movies. We do know that, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Here's the deal. Did you Talk guys, to me. I saw John Wick. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the funniest movie of last year. Now take that for what you will. Because I know. It, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Say no more. I mean, most things that uh, I thought Keanu it was, Reeves does. I thought it was hysterical. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed it. I 
randomly enough, my roommates and I are watching it again tonight. I really oh. enjoyed this Question. movie. Question. I did not see John Wick. It was not supposed to be No, no, it's an action movie. It's comedy, not, it's not right? a comedy. I not, didn't think so. Okay. It's an action not, movie. Not whatsoever. I... I was dying out loud laughing. So, really? depending on... Just because of the over-top, over-the-top action yeah, of it? Yeah, just or? like, gun, 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 gun. Right. Like, whatever it was, I just I thought it was I might want to watch it with you guys tonight. Yeah, yeah that yeah, sounds like a watch. good time. It was really, it. it was really, really... I thought it was good, but I also was laughing throughout it. I thought so it was, yeah. My problem is, depending on the what movie they would... And I think a lot of that is because of the direction. So, what movie they are doing would depend on whether or not I'm on board. If it's supposed to be one of the more serious titles, then I'm going to have a really big problem with it. Mm-hmm. But if it is something like I I don't know if they are up for The Flash because we have somebody else that we're going to talk about being up for The Flash, but yeah. The Flash, which is to me can be a little more campy, a little more fun, then I could be totally down. I, I liked uh, John Wick a lot. I, I thought the action was cool. It was it had a great tone. A lot of people are talking about the, the Continental Hotel, which is a big character in the film. It's sort yeah. of this upscale hotel where like... That was so cool. It's a don't ask, don't tell place where like hitmen, murderers, scoundrels can um you know kind of go about their business um so it kind of fits into a comic booky world uh i don't get too scared about like special effects and budgets because i know these studios and with Zack snyder being very involved they'll get a great director of photography they'll get great effects teams just looking at that slate flash is kind of the only one that kind of makes sense because it's the it's like street level mm-hmm. like john wick was it's not yeah. under the sea it's not out in space it's not shazam it's not which but, who knows maybe but, they could do those but cyborg, cyborg is going to be awfully violent so they could possibly fit into yeah i mean it could be yeah. cyborg it could definitely be cyborg i have no idea what but it it makes sense because again it's that trend that we see in hollywood where you have directors who uh, make a successful film and then they get brought on they could probably be you know um you know, uh, they could be coerced to work with a studio. These are they're not going to be bringing in somebody that's got a huge ego that considers themselves to be an auteur mm-hmm. and is going to, you know, no, it's my vision. These guys would be happy yeah. to do a DC film. It would be a big project for them. It would, you know, bump them into the next echelon of director. So I think, uh, you know, any project they'd be happy to do. It just doesn't seem like Shazam doesn't really make sense. No. Aquaman doesn't really make sense. And Green Lantern doesn't really make sense because, well, you know, one, it's we have so no idea. Yeah. We yeah. still have no clue what the hell Green Lantern is going to be. Um, that's for sure. But either way, I mean, I think it's I think it's fine. I think it would be I'd be interested to see who these guys uh, what these guys do. And like you said, you know, DC is obviously not afraid to give directors a chance. Look at Wonder Woman. You know, yeah, big opportunity there. And why yeah. not give these guys a shot? And obviously but I mean, at you know, least you know, coming from what she's coming from, what McLaren's coming from is like you know. Game of Thrones and like breaking you know bad. Breaking Bad, like but at least with Game of Thrones, walking thr- uh, you've got walking like dead. you've I got period, you've got action, you've got Walking Dead, like those things all make sense. That the next step would be a comic book movie, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, but again, like these guys, if you told me that they were going to direct Suicide Squad, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no, because then it would be hysterical. Well, okay. I don't necessarily agree. I mean, I know what you're saying, but, like, I don't think... I don't know why. You didn't find it to be just incredibly comedic. No, I I get what you're saying. I just, yeah, I don't think it was the funniest movie of last year, though. I think that's a bit hyperbolic. Yeah, I'm exaggerating a bit, but I did put it in my top ten funniest movies last year. Well, you're also probably picturing Keanu Reeves in a DC movie right now. I happen to love Keanu Reeves. Is that why you thought it was so funny? I'm not sure. I need to see. I got this, weird taste. I need to see this movie now to see because I, I every time I think of Keanu Reeves, I just think. Uh, uh, no, I think of Hardball. Yeah. Poor G baby. What? Hardball. 
I think what the hell is Hardball? Hardball? Yeah, I know Hardball. Yeah, yeah I, I was a like baseball a, player. The in fir- there, right? Yeah, it's the fir- it's the first movie. Coach, it was the first movie that um I cried during. You gotta see yeah. that. I think of Bill and no, Ted and know, the replacements. Yeah, Keanu, Keanu Reeves has been in some incredible movies. Matrix. The first Matrix is one of the greatest sci-fi action movies Point ever taken. made. Point taken. Um, but it's not because of him. Bill and Ted is great. It's not because of him. Speed is great. You know, he's great in great movies, but he's not a guy who's going to elevate material. Um, no. he's, a, he's a great movie star. He's a movie star. He's not an actor's actor. You know, he's, he's a, he's an actor's movie star. Yeah, but shouldn't a movie star be able to elevate material? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. No, there's a difference. There are some, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the greatest movie stars of all time. Guy still can't act. He still I, hasn't shaken that accent. Fair enough. But fair in the enough. right film, he's brilliant. We already talked about though, like Tom Hardy, who can elevate material. Tom Hardy's a great actor. He's yes. an actor's actor, more so than a movie star. He's on his way to being both. With Mad Max, he'll probably be both. But there's definitely <laughs> oh, yeah. a difference. Yeah. Oh, good point. The Rock is a star. You know, I wouldn't say he's an actor first. You know, um, in t- terrible movies, The Rock is awful. In great movies, I think The Rock will be great. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Uh, you mentioned the directors possibly for The Flash. Well, here we go. We got them for you. Phil Lord and Chris Miller are being courted, but here's the thing. Not just courted for The Flash, but also possibly courted for the next Ghostbusters movie. Of course, they are directors of the Lego movie, which was a classic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, being courted by Warner Brothers and Sony. Boy, life is tough, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one that they just did? Um, the Both other movie? Jump Street movies. Jump Street, yeah. Yep. I, and that was awesome. Um, I mean, let's be honest. If you have your choice between The Flash and Ghostbusters, Gertler, which one do you go with? Oh, I'm going with Flash. Okay. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, here's the thing. The uh, Lego movie was fantastic. Amazing. Okay. I just saw 22 Jump Street the other day. I thought it was much better than the first one. I, I thought, thought it was really they're funny. They're both really good. They dealt with DC characters in the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, you know, there were a lot of... Those yeah. were some of my favorite parts, obviously, of the Lego movie. Lego Batman. Um... Ghostbusters is still an unproven commodity. I think that the Paul Feig Ghostbusters is coming out with the girls. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be great. But this whole idea of building a Ghostbusters universe, that is so... we got so many I'm, universes potentially I'm being I'm terrified built. of a Ghostbusters universe. However, these guys do, I believe, have some kind of a first look deal with Sony. So I don't know if it ties them to Sony. Um, I don't know how that works. I, I don't have the details of I their deal, either. so they might not be. Able, they might owe Sony a film, you know. Yeah. After, um, but look, we know how well they do humor. We know that what they did with the Lego Movie. Yeah, this would be great if they did the Flash because we the Flash needs to be funny. The series, the Flash, the TV show has got great humor. So your choice, Roxy. If you had to choose, they said Roxy, you're going to direct the Flash or the new Ghostbusters. I think I know your answer, but what would you go? I, with? I know that you think a lot of people would go with Ghostbusters. I will. I admit, I yeah, go Ghostbusters because I'm obsessed with Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I also love the all female cast. I and I think that they're going to do great things with it. But this would be but not you, the all female cast. This is talking because there's the Channing Tatum connection. Oh, uh, Channing Tatum is possibly linked to the next male centric yeah, Ghostbusters. Film. That's true too. That um, makes sense. I, Just as long as there's not. I think Jonah Ghostbusters Hill. is amazing, but you guys know that I, Flash is my obsession. Like I would rather direct that than probably almost any. Any other movie that's slated right now, I, I love the Flash. I love the Flash, and I think they would be perfect fit for it. So I guess this is why they're not directing the next Lego movie; they're just producing it because they knew that they were going to basically have their pick of like right. whatever they want to do. I also heard that they have a project of their own that's in the works too. So it would depend on. It's really, um, you know, Lord and Miller's world. We're just living in it. It's really whatever they want to do. Either way, these two dudes ain't starving. I, they, they, and they're also not desperate to Warner Brothers. So it's like if they don't like the project, I don't believe that they'll do it. 
I don't think they're going to do it just because they want to do a Flash movie. Meaning that and that's a lot of pressure. Flash or Ghostbusters? That's a lot of pressure to deliver on. A almost great movie. less pressure on Ghostbusters, believe it or not. Who are you going to call? <laughs> <laughs> That laugh. Lauren and Miller. That right? Laugh. That laugh. That's just... the new Bane cat is that laugh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Just... No, Roxy, don't do it. Not with the spray tan. No. It's a spray cat, Bane cat. Ugh. So I'm pissing a little box. It will turn brown because of my spray tan. That's how I feel. Oh, God, that's animal cruelty right also, there. Also, in case you were wondering. I has got spray tan in my mouth. Johnny yeah. did Bane Cat last week. I did. Oh, I know. I did Come on. Twice. You don't think I listened to the no, show? I, I'm sorry. Well, I know you. you're a listener, but who knows if you watch. I don't watch. I'm a listener. Yeah, oh, we're driving. You got to listen to some podcasts. Yeah, some listen great podcasts. Speaking of which, I've been going audible crazy right now, like listening to books. And you know that this uh, Ready Player One is going to be like a Spielberg film. I just listened to the book of that. It is like the absolute really? nerdgasmus geek fest. Cool. I'm sure a lot of people listening, if you haven't checked out Ready Player One, if Spielberg is able to put this book on the screen because it's got so many like licensed. Movie characters, comic characters, manga characters, mm-hmm. like uh, pop culture stuff that plays out in this film. So, like anybody that's into comic books or '80s stuff or you know pop culture would love it. It's well, really sick. If so anyone can make that happen, I think Spielberg's exactly. So it's really exciting thinking about. It. I know it's, it's not DC related, but you know potentially he could is. walk in a room and say, "Hey, you know who I am." That's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I believe that if there's anybody that can get all these different licenses to play well together, a la Who Framed Roger Rabbit, oh, then so it could be Spielberg. Indeed. Oh, well, okay. moving on, uh, let's talk a little bit of animation. We already have. Let's keep talking about animation. DC's animated Justice League movie, Gods and Monsters. A trailer just got released. And you know what? I find this incredibly interesting. They're saying it's going to be uh, rather dark. If you will, we got different costumes. The trailer's different dark. The yeah. trailer's very dark. Let me run this down for you and see if this doesn't just blow your mind here. So in this story, Superman is going to be the son of General Zod. He's going to be more violent, quick-tempered. Batman is Kurt Langstrom, who becomes a pseudo-vampire because of the bat venom he right. used to try to cure his cancer, now feeds in the blood of criminals. So instead of man-bat, he becomes Batman, but he still has the, the venom. Okay, cool. Yes. And Wonder Woman is now the wife of Orion and is one of the new gods. Right, so it's not actually Diana. It is actually one of the Kirby-created new gods that that is that character. So what's cool about this is that it's not just like an alternate universe where uh, Diana is evil and Clark is evil and Bruce Wayne is evil. It's a totally different universe where they're actually different people and they look totally different. And what's really cool is I don't think this is based in a comic. This is original, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. as far as I know. You know, I think that this is awesome, too, because... It's hard for me to watch animation. I've said it over and over again. And something that's a little darker, that is more up my alley. Um, and like you're saying, it's original, so it's not like it, it, it enhances really your experience cool. to have read something before. Yeah, I think it looked awesome. I thought the trailer looked really dark and cool. And I like <laughs> that Warner Brothers Animation is doing like one in continuity, like Throne of Atlantis, yeah. and then one not. So, And then I think, I guess the Batman vs. Robin one, that is in continuity. That's like a new 52-ish yeah. kind of thing. And then this one is totally... Outside the box, so I'm with you. Warner Brothers does great with the animation. Like Marvel just gave it up. Like I don't like the Marvel animated shows that are on like Disney and stuff. Like they're too too childish. Like for a while, Marvel was doing like some great like anim- like they did like you know uh, Ultimate ones and like they had some good movies. And like DC has just kept kept them going. They're I love, churning. I love and what I love about this uh, this Justice League movie, Gods and Monsters, is this is the kind of thing where you don't have to worry about continuity. You're going to sit down and entertain. 
yourself with a really good animated movie, and you're going to see different sides of these characters that you are not used to seeing. And this has nothing to do with Ian McKellen and Brendan Fraser either, right? No. Like, there's no none of that implication. No, I just think it's so. You don't have to have seen that film. Of gods and monsters to appreciate this. Stand alone. I, I, I really don't think so. Great. I would have to assume not. Independent of that. That's wonderful. <laughs> I'm a big Brendan Fraser fan. I already said I that. Know. Sure. I know you are. All right. Fraser you never know, though. Maybe. Let's move on. Uh, this is just something fun. We already talked last week about Mad Max Fury Road being dropped May 15th. Yeah. And, of course, we're going to get our BVS. Uh, we're going to get our sizzle or our teaser. Or Sick. Whatever you want. Whatever you want to call it. I'm saying 30 seconds. Trailer. A mini trailer. Mini trailer. But the trailer for Mad Max dropped. Holy smokes. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of people know that we're, we're trying to get uh, Mr. John Schnepp on the show. Yeah. Well, he said uh, he would come who in. Directed, yeah, he said he's going to come in. The Death of Superman Lives, what happened. We're all excited to see that. I believe that comes out the same weekend uh, as Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. That guy I know has seen the film. Uh, and he looks like he really likes it. And I've heard that uh, Charlize is amazing in the film. Mm. It looks great. Wow. The news that, that uh, Tom Hardy's, you know, signed on for three more. Tom Hardy seems genuinely psyched about it. Three more Mad Maxes? Yeah, well, he signed on for it. Doesn't mean it's happening. Yeah. Tom Hardy also doesn't strike me as this company guy. Mm. He's not one of these guys that's going to tout his movie just because he's in it. Now, most actors would, but Tom Hardy... Seems like a, a straight shooting kind of yeah. dude. Um, I'm really excited about it, and then of course the fact that BB the Batman v Superman trailer is so sick, man. It's gonna be May 15th. It's gonna be great. That's but we, you say we it's all, so sick. You've seen it? No, 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 no. no, no, no. So I'm just. I mean, I can't wait. We should all go at midnight. Oh, you know what's funny is like midnight movies don't even happen at midnight anymore. We can yeah, go then. on Thursday. Let's go after oh, our right. show that day. I got spray tan on my hand. Oh. Spray tan. So yeah. yeah, so we'll have a show that whatever that Thursday is, that May fourteenth or whatever. Yep. Oh yeah. So we'll we go should go at, from the show to like a seven eight o'clock movie that day. I'm in. Oh, and yes. then we'll periscope. Or you can put it on periscope. Well, there you go. Periscope the whole way. That's that, a, that that's might a be illegal. For periscope. That might Definitely be illegal. illegal. Well, but if it's just on our faces, not showing the content. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just just exactly. us looking like. Oh, yeah. Oh, our reactions. We don't shoot the trailer. That would be illegal. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, that'd be incredible. We should do that. Hi, but, uh, man, we got the trailer and Mad Max, that two and a half minutes. That's two and a half Action minutes. Action packed. What a lovely day. Amazing. Wow. Fury Road. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to look that good, to be honest. Really? It looks good. It Girl. looks good. What do you think it was going to look like? I thought it'd be okay. I thought the trailer would be okay. Like, well, well, you know, there was a lot of talk about the fact that um, there was a lot of reshoots. It was delayed from when it was supposed to come out. Right. There was a lot of things that made it ner- made people nervous. Yeah, this trailer looked good, and it looked really good. The bar and- said high now. Yep, the bar said high, and honestly, the third Mad Max film was not great. Like the first film is great. But weird. Road Warrior is really what set the gold yeah. standard. Beyond Thunderdome is like campy, kitschy fun. But if you go back and rewatch it, it's a real drop off in quality. Steven's not my, a fan. Here's my question. <laughs> not a fan, right? And, and so, so Miller coming back and like you know, and is he co- he's co-directing? Isn't it like he's co-directing Fury Road? Here's my question on this though: Does one have to go back and rewatch all the previous Mad Maxes to get this one, or is this? I don't believe so. Okay, I think you know, from what I hear, it kind of takes off from like Road Warrior, but it's not like a a hard line continuity. And you certainly don't have to have seen any of the Mad Maxes to understand the BVS trailer. No, no. But but by all means, if you haven't watched Road Warrior, what are you doing with the next couple of weeks of your life? You got like a month. You got. over a month before Fury Road comes out. Yeah. 
Watch that. I'm going to definitely go back and see it again for sure. Uh, So, yeah, we got that dropping May 15th, which is not too far away. Moving on. Roxy's going to be pumped about this. Going back to The Flash, but we're talking about television. TV time. TV time. We like TV time. We like TV time. You beatbox. What? You're already doing it. Here, you guys sing, and I'll start reading, and then we'll go. TV time. TV okay. time. What's TV up with TV, TV time? The oh, Flash sizzle reel has been <laughs> dropped for the rest of this season. And also, uh, next season, I believe they're saying now, we're going to see two new villains, the Mirror Master and Dr. Alchemy. Yeah, we are. Um, okay. Well, let's first get to the rest of, all, of the season first. Yeah, first of all, this trailer for the rest of the season looked so Frickin' good. Yeah. We've seen like kind of 15 different versions of it because we saw it last week at the end of the episode and then dropped at WonderCon. Uh-huh. We've seen, That's right. We've just seen a bunch of them, but every single time I watch, I'm like completely blown away. I think The Flash has done such incredible things this season. The rest of the season is going to be so ridiculously good. Oh my God. I thought this was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it looks great. Yeah, no, the, the, sizzle, the sizzle reel looks great. And I think the show has been so successful because they're maintaining a really good tone and somehow... Avoiding some of the pitfalls of some of the CW shows that I feel like always jumped the shark for me. And, like, you know, even with Arrow, I had a lot of problems with just, it was just the same thing with everybody. Just everybody is now a a vigilante and it takes away from the weight of of Oliver's becoming this vigilante. You know, not everybody's becoming a flash. And the fact that when they all are uh, vigilantes, but Thea still doesn't come to the meetings, but she knows what's going on, that confuses me. It's 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 confusing. But look, I still watch it. Flash is doing great, and the effects look great on Flash, and Rod looks amazing. It looks like a movie. It really does, and and it does say that, judging by the sizzle, it looks like Barry seems dead set on going back in time to save his mother, and we also saw Ray Palmer in full Adam gear. Yeah, we did. Uh, Still no shrinkage. There no was shrinkage, and also though. a different costume on Stephen Amell's Arrow, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he's got that black, darker costume. So going he looks on. kind of like Ray Jagulish. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. Which, if you guys have been watching, we don't know where we're going. So that's kind of interesting. You don't know where we're going. And Grod and Grod and so much Grod. Grod looks really great. He looks so good. Grod it's looks great really television. Great. Do you think? And will this show be nominated for some awards? Because it seems like it keeps building steam and Are steam and steam. Any time? What kind of awards? Are I don't you know, talking like, about what like kind of awards could it be nominated people's for? People's Choice Awards. Definitely. I would say People's Choice at least. Definitely right? that because I think people everyone raves about it. You know, uh, every single week it makes it into the top ten most uh, talked about over social media. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it does, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah. but it ain't getting no acting awards. I mean, right. I think Grant Gustin is incredible. Incredible. I think he's done amazing things. But yeah, I just don't know if it's that kind of show. No, I just I don't get that, that vibe. I mean, you know, that doesn't take anything away from it. It just doesn't, you know, I don't I, I don't know that it's an award. I wouldn't know what award it would be. Yeah, because that's also hard. Does it fall under comedy? No, not really drama, I guess. Right, like if it's competing in a comedy category, it's not It's not going to modern family. If it's a yeah. drama category, yeah. it's not, you know. Although, you know, that, that scene with... Uh, Cisco was pretty uh, pretty dramatic. I mean, yeah, that's true. And anything got, with superheroes tends to be left out at award time. Just, anyway. just like just like in the Oscars. You think yeah. about like that. Uh, I forget her name for the second, but the girl from Jane the Virgin who just won um, an award, right? Which yeah. is like that show crushed it. Right? Yeah, but, but that seems like a real character piece too. I mean, yeah. that seems like it's really set up as a character piece. Although I thought Mark Hamill was so good. He was amazing yeah. as a guest Mark star. Mark Hamill was great. Oh my god, I how much fun was he had? Incredible. <laughs> um, and then as far as the villains for a second season go I just love hearing them thinking ahead and I'm excited to see what they do and how fun was it seeing Mark Hamill and knowing that like it was a post 
new Star Wars Mark Hamill. I know. I know. I'm like, you shot this after The Force Awakens. What? And, you know, he looked like he was still in, he was in good shape and like, he was in a good mood. He's like, I just shot another great movie. He dropped a lot of weight for that. Yeah. Yeah. He looked amazing and was scary and awesome. And I wanted to see him more. And with Mirror Master and Dr. Alchemy, those are characters that that some people don't know a whole lot about. So it's going to be very interesting. I'm I'm one of them. I really don't know anything about Dr. Alchemy. I'm sure I've seen Mirror Master in some incarnations, but yeah, they, you know the he, flat- he looks like Batista in a mask. He's huge. Yeah. I love to learn about you know, new characters. That makes me think of um, the scene in uh, what was it? The second Conan film when he fights the monster in the mirrors. A little bit. That was which is actually the coolest huh. part of that movie. Conan yeah. the Destroyer. But, Bad yeah. movie, but great scene. Sure enough, Roxy's jonesing for the rest of the season. Moving on to season. Yeah, two. and you know what? I, what I guess was great about this is the Flash certainly doesn't shy away from super powered villains. You know, they are not afraid of doing anything in the Flash's rogues gallery. Like, they're doing Grodd in season one. I know, I know. I never thought I'd see that, because that could look ridiculous if it's not done well. But they're doing it really well by just teasing it, putting little pieces of it. And that's one thing I'm nervous about, too, is I'm nervous about, like, when you see Grodd in full light... Is it going to look really silly? So I, I'm I interested so. to say. I, I hope you're right. Based on the trailer, it the would trailers look, awesome. look good, but keep Grodd in the dark. Yeah, okay. Keep him in the dark, and that will help mitigate your TV budget. Agreed. I'm with you. One more little story here. This actually just dropped tonight as well, uh, very, very recently. So we're going to have a new comic book that I think looks really, really cool. Uh, the creator of Supernatural, Eric Kripke, is going to drop a monthly book over the next. What's wrong, Roxy? You looking for something? Um, I w- would like to use Steven's charger so I can ask our fan questions because my computer's oh, going to die. Oh, no. she needs power. Okay, no. okay. Keep You're always thinking ahead. You're always thinking ahead. She's not always thinking ahead because she often has no power by the time she gets to our, our show. So, but you know why? Thinking ahead would have a, be having a charged computer. Point taken. You, but she Adam. was spray tanning for the fans, and so she was essentially. No, she was spray tanning so she could go to Coachella, which makes no sense because there's already going to be sun at Coachella. What's yeah. the hate? Point taken. I just don't understand. Like, what, what do you? I don't even. You're going to get the sun. I've never been to Coachella, so I wouldn't even know. I'm, I'm not cool. Anyway, I'm not cool. Anyway. I'm so is, is the idea that you just want to give the impression that you're someone that spends more time in the sun than you actually do? That what I, it is? I like to look tan. Oh, okay. Okay. Don't we all? I gave up on that long ago. Anyways, so Eric Kripke is creating a comic book called Amped, and I really dig the story. And the cover of this is so dope. It's basically a guy, he's a stressed out family man who takes a pill that's supposed to help. It almost reminds me of like ginkgo. Like people say, take your ginkgo, it's going to help your memory. He takes a pill like that and all of a sudden he basically becomes a real life superhero and he has to deal with the ramifications of that. And it's going to be a monthly book over the next six months. I think it looks so cool. I think that's an amazing cover because look at his face. He's like, hey, 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 I I don't know what, whose baby is it? It's it's awesome. Yeah, I was somewhat confused on what this article was saying though. It was saying that it's a new comic then it also was saying it was a new TV series. Are we about to see like it it's now? getting the it's getting the uh, both at the same time? Right. Like it's a new comic, but we're going to make a new show. You know what I think is cool about this? What's cool about Vertigo and the fact that you can have something that's else world that doesn't exist in a shared comic book world is that you can get back to that idea that a first superhero, a guy with powers that doesn't exist in a world with other heroes, and we get to enjoy how special that is. Right. When we're in the shared universe, it's there's so much going on that it's yeah. there's a lot of competition, and it, none of it feels unique. So this guy being the only guy 
in the world, maybe that's got some powers. It's always fun to go back to that. Like, that's always really ripe for great story. And he's a family man, so he's always got the, the people's best interests in mind. So I think like, it's going to be... Like, how cool was that in the movie Unbreakable? When it's like, the kid's dad is like, they're putting more weights on the kid's dad. And yeah. he's like, he's a, you know, hey, come on, I'm, I'm lifting weights with my dad. You know, like, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, <laughs> digging it for sure. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. It, it's it's just one more amazing thing to entertain people. So. What the hell? I think it's about time to get into some questions. Roxy. Right. Straya. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. This is coming from Just David 0823. What up, JD? <laughs> the J because of Just David? J- sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, the original X Men had around 11 mutants, and the team grew as the films went on. Why do people keep complaining about too many characters in Batman v Superman? Good question. That is a good question. I just feel like people don't want things to get too convoluted. What do you think, girl? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in the X-Men, you have the advantage of a lot of these characters are minor and they never get expounded upon. And that is probably the biggest complaints that people have about the Brian Singer movies. Like, you never get, you know, hopefully that's going to change, but you never had, like, Colossus as, like, one of people's favorite characters. He was there, but he wasn't there. You know, you have a lot of characters that were just sort of in it and they didn't get story. So, yeah, it didn't convolute the story, but you also didn't give the characters their due. Here in Batman v Superman, we're hearing about a lot of characters that we know are going to be important in this world. So people are feeling, well, if you're going to give the character their due, it's going to take away so much of this film. But again, to get back to what we were talking about before, I believe that just because Diana is going to be in the film, just because Aquaman is going to be in the film, it's going to leave you wanting a lot more. Yes. Right. If anything, that's... you're going to be frustrated with like, what, that was just all we get there? Because they're just going to be seedlings. And I think that's yeah. important. Right. It's all about building the universe. It's going to be a lot of people so, on one day on set. <laughs> I certainly understand people's trepidation, but I think if it's going to be done well, these people are going to just be introduced and not take uh, a tremendous amount of story. I think, again, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier, the fact that we don't have these two characters in their own standalone film. So I think people are freaking out a little bit because they're thinking, we're going to throw in all these characters, right. and we haven't even seen Batman yet. How are yeah. we going to spend any time on anybody that isn't Batman, who's supposed to be one of the biggest characters in the DC? So I, I'm not saying that I agree with it, but I understand why people are complaining. I just hope that they are, um, for lack of better words, shut up by the movie because yeah. I hope that I think we're, like I said I believe we're going to get a lot of Batman in this film right Batman and a lot of uh, Man of Steel yeah a lot of <laughs> Superman fallout but people love Batman <laughs> yeah. you know I'm getting some in chat roll here that um, apparently our friend at Latino Review has dropped some El Maimbe ma- yeah El Maimbe has dropped something yeah, you ask the next question, Roxy. Let me see if I can find his Instagram. All okay. right, no problem. Um, from Eric Ward, the recent DC animated movies were spectacular, and I definitely hope they'll go in the same direction for the movies. But their most recent one kind, their most recent one, kind of disappointed me. It's about the Court of Owls and the father-son relationship between Bruce and Damien, which is I'm um, not very fond of. So, what do you think about the new animated movie, Batman vs. Robin? Um, I haven't seen it yet, and in my world, Batman does not have a child. Yeah. Yeah. Damien is not canon to me. Right. I I get that. I've not accepted that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I read Batman, and I read Batman and Robin now. I I know that Damien is a character, but I still don't accept it. But Court of Owls is something that you've (laughs) I love Court of Owls. I'm sorry that they didn't actually do the Court of Owls as the film. I haven't seen the film yet. I'm excited to see the film, but it sounds like they're making Court of Owls about... Damien and Bruce, which is weird to me because Court of Owls 
wasn't about that. Right. Court of Owls was like the first, the launching of Batman into the New 52. It was the first two story arcs um, by Scott Snyder. So, um, If you had to speculate why they were doing this then, or if they're pushing an agenda or something, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, well, because... Damien is in the current New 52 universe. So they want people like you to accept. I guess. Or or the new newer viewers, you know, newer readers, like old old guys like me are like kind of are set in our ways. Like I had my main period of like reading, you know, all the comic books that I read, you know, throughout all the 90s. And to me, you know, and the 2000s, like I have over 20 something years of Batman comics, but you can't just keep repeating the same story. You have to evolve the character. So, right. you know, I, I, I get it. Um, so for some people that that's the new thing, um, I will, I'm going to watch the movie and then I'll tell you what I think after. All right, Johnny, you got me or can I keep going? I got some news. Our friend El Maimbe. Is this breaking, breaking, breaking? This is breaking news within the past hour. Let's roll. Exclusive. Exclusive. He better come on our show. Anyway, (laughs) he says that uh, apparently we got Deathstroke and Dr. Hugo Strange are cast. And I think he's judging it based off of that picture where we didn't quite know everybody. So apparently Joe Manganiello didn't work out, which apparently is shocking. Okay. They're saying Ike Barinholtz is playing Dr. Hugo Strange. Okay. And Adam Beach will be playing uh, a martial artist bad guy named uh, Raven. I can't read. Yeah, Raven. R-A-V-A-N. Uh, and let and let's see, Deathstroke, Patrick, Patrick Dempsey is Deathstroke. Uh, let me see here. That would be Patrick Schwarzenegger is Deathstroke. No, I, it doesn't say. It just says. What the Wait, okay, so on? Ike Barinholtz. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Deathstroke is going to be David Parrick. David Parrick. Yeah, I don't know much about him. Okay. Guys, oh my gosh, there's so much is happening right now. Shocking, we are unprepared for this, but cool. What is David Parrick in? I don't I'm, know. I'm trying, I don't even know who he is. Okay, so why don't you ask another question? He's a while, big, uh, he's the big dude in that hat, I think. Okay. In the picture. And Ike Barinholtz, we, we do know more about, um, from Mad TV, he was in Neighbors, Mindy Project. Uh, that's a huge, that's a so, huge role for him. So funny Good guy. God. So he's a funny, funny guy, American dad. Uh, okay. And you work on figuring out the other ones. Well, I, mean, I ask you guys. Oh, what do you mean? No, just, wow. Okay. I, I'm kind of shocked about Joe and a little crushed and heartbroken. I just think that he's perfect. Yeah. Manginello's agents must be working on something it else. It says Joe Manginello's did not work out, which is shocking. Uh, whatever the reason is, doesn't matter, he says. Um, who said it didn't matter? Joe? Oh, Maimbe is saying oh. that. Uh, anyways, uh, Parrick, who already worked with David Ayer on Fury, is now in as a younger Deathstroke. Oh, guys, I had another thing I wanted oh, to mention about Suicide oh, Squad. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. So I got to work the uh, red carpet on Monday for... Ooh, um, ask about Scott Eastwood. Yeah, for oh, Scott Eastwood's new film, The Longest Ride, which is the new um, Nicholas Sparks movie. Are which, you allowed to talk about this? I, yeah, I can talk about this. Um, I, I actually liked that movie. It was actually pretty good. But so I was doing the red carpet for FX, um, which was pretty wild. They set up like actual bull riding on Hollywood and Highland, and there was there was bull riding going on. It was craziness. So people walked the red carpet, and then you get to ask questions. So I'm there, obviously, you know, for FX, talking to him about his character um, in the longest ride. And then I I kind of opened my mouth and and said, Hey, you know, are you excited to be playing Steve Trevor in Suicide Squad? And this is what Scott Eastwood said to me. He said, um, Here we go. Here we go. I'm so scared. I cannot say anything about what I may be doing in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Just like that. 
So I took that as kind of confirmation that... But he is. Oh, yeah, he's in it. I thought you were going to say he wasn't. And you know what? I'm excited he's in it. He's actually really good in The Longest Ride. He looks great. He he looks like a a young version of his dad. Guy's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. So he did not tell me, but he pretty much told me. I got it from the bull's mouth. I thought that was going a different way. And you weren't necessarily supposed to ask him, but you pulled it off. I maybe was not necessarily supposed to ask it, so it may have been not my most professional moment. I probably should have been able to contain myself. And Melissa Benoist... Uh, the new Supergirl actually walked right past me on the red carpet. I didn't get a chance to talk to her, oh, we but I probably would have made it. the same faux pas. Is that how we say it? Not Benoist? Oh, it may be Benoit. I don't know. Benoist, Benoit. Yeah. I'm not like sure. Benoit, okay. Benoit. Yeah. Could be Benoit, yeah. All right. All right. All right, got to wrap it up. Is okay. That, is well, that I do want to ask uh, one more it. question because we have talked about the picture that we started with a lot. And this is coming from at Rob Finstock. I see what you did there. Uh, does the absence of Jared Leto signify that he probably won't have a large role in the movie? Oh, in the picture. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think he's going to have a large role, no. but I don't think the, the absence of the picture. Maybe. I mean, Why he could be. He, he could picture? be playing with like thirty. What is it? Thirty seconds to Mars. He's got a lot going on. Uh, yeah. He doesn't uh, have yeah. to be there for the first. He day could be uh, working on another project. He I could mean, be taking the picture. Uh, that's what some people said. Is he taking the picture? I doubt he was taking taking the picture. Look. Um, there could be myriad reasons why he wasn't at the table read. Yeah. Um, and most likely, like, he couldn't be there. Um, so I, We I, don't know he wasn't at the table read. We just know he's not in the picture. Well, Maybe I would take was, that to mean that he wasn't he was at the table his, uh, read. He hair bleached. He know. had to run out. I would take By that. The way, I believe he's he's By the way, Jim Parrick is six foot four. A lot of people are concerned that he's super, super young. But you know what? You could do anything with movies. You could make anyone look old, make anyone look young. You can't fix six four. That's a yeah. big dude. That would fit Deathstroke. So we need to wrap this show oh, up. What? What? I know who he is. Okay. True Blood, yeah. Yes, he was on True Blood. So Adam Gertler. All right, guys, definitely. Uh, so good to be here. I don't know when I'll be back. Probably um, uh, not till like the first week in May or something like that. Oh, Finishing man. up with Man vs. Child. Good to be here at Adam Gertler on Twitter, Instagram. I'll still be in touch with anybody who wants to ask me questions or talk with me uh, during this time. Um, and when I know when the new show is going to air, I'll let you know. Yeah. In the meantime, check out uh, movies on Friday night on FX, FX Movie Download. Uh, I'm your host. I believe we're doing The Watch. Uh, this Friday cool. on FX. Check it out. It's that uh, interesting, funny, um, wacky, Ben Stiller, Jonah Hill, Vince Vaughn comedy. Mm-hmm. Roxy. Um, and I'm really happy you could come tonight. And I'm Roxy Stryer. You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. That's including Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, um, <laughs> and at the spray tanning booth. Um, and <sighs> then this is, of course, our lovely host, Johnny, who did an amazing job tonight. Thanks, Johnny. Oh, well, thanks. Right now, we're, uh, let's see, we're doing this. We're broadcasting again. Uh, find me on Twitter at J- Jay Quasto, and that's Adam Gertler. That's Roxy Stryer, and that's Stephen Lemieux, our engineer. Say hi to him, everybody. Uh, thank you very much for watching, and every single week uh, at DC Movies SK, Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. Give us a like, all that stuff. Just keep talking to us, keep enjoying everything in the DC universe, Woo. and we will, uh, you know, we'll see you real soon. Boom. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 